0: Aloha everyone and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where you explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys with creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the Just a Position YouTube channel to watch all the videos and stream our episodes wherever you listen to our podcast. New episodes are out every Thursday. And today's guest is one that I had the privilege of meeting at VidCon. We actually did a panel together talking about sustainability in our world today. She's absolutely incredible, has some of the coolest stories and just life experiences, but also social awareness in terms of protecting our world. Please, everyone, welcome Allison. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Aloha from the other island. I know.
0: (laughs) You have the most beautiful backdrop. Like I'm sure people ask you all the time, they're like, is that a fake Zoom backdrop? (laughs) It's so gorgeous. You're located on Big Island, yeah?
1: Yep. I didn't go green with a green screen. I went green with building a treehouse. So this is our... This is our home sweet treehouse over, um, yeah, on Big Island, and I'm waving at you across the sea. Yeah, I know. And so excited to be here from, yeah, from the concrete jungles of Anaheim at VidCon to the the jungle of home sweet treehouse. Here we are.
0: It's so cool. Like, you, like, it was so, we... I think we talked for like what, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, like after we already like did the session together to where like, I was like generally familiar with you, but like it was, uh, and I think it was kind of like the, the same, like we didn't know too much about each other. And then connecting afterwards, we were just like, oh my gosh, like you have s- such a cool story. You were literally there like holding your surfboard um, having a conversation with me. We're both like, oh my gosh, we're both from Hawaii. Like not from Hawaii, but we both live in Hawaii. And like, uh, you know, talking about our mutual passion for like protecting the planet and it's just it's so cool to have you on and like I'm excited to jump into a bunch of questions um one of which is about your treehouse because that has become like a big topic on TikTok for anyone who's on TikTok um, but first I would love um to do some rapid fire questions but before that just uh feel free to like introduce yourself like who are you what is your what is
1: your story in short oh wow um well <laughs> my name is Allison Teal um, I wear many coconut hats I was honored with the title of the female Indiana Jones um, by Time Magazine. (laughs) And my life has actually been a wild whirlwind of adventure, investigating legends and mysteries and myths and treasures and fairy tales um, because I was raised around the world by explorer parents. So kind of that Dora the Explorer meets wild thornberries. Um, And I am blessed to have been able to finally build a home here, um, helping my parents when I was just a bitty, bitty, bitty. Um, Yeah, so I'm from here and... Uh, it's, you know, really become my quest as the quote, I guess, female Indiana Jones, so wild, um, <laughs> to protect our greatest treasure um, on Earth, which I've discovered, you know, is our Earth. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a twofold quest um, in my world, and I love to do it with pink passion and really try to um, mm-hmm. inspire the explorer and kid and everyone.
0: I love that. I think that's so well put because the ways in which that you've been able to bring attention to a lot of like the most pressing issues facing our planet and just, you know, kind of instill the importance of, of, you know, making sure we're keeping our planet safe. You've done it in such innovative, unconventional and attention grabbing ways that I think are like so interesting that I'm really excited to jump into because like, I feel like I've only skimmed the surface of your story, but just the amount of things that you've been able to do is so freaking cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into that. But I want to first ask for a rapid fire question. How long have you been surfing? Because okay. I recently just, just barely got into surfing.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, my whole life and you should definitely get on board. It's <laughs> totally amazing, incredibly addicting and changes your whole life. But I usually use surfing as ways to make waves of change, not just to yes. to go out there and surf. So yeah.
0: Yes. I love that. So, so freaking cool. And she's right. Like anyone out there who hasn't gone surfing, like it is what that first moment where you are able to stand up and ride a wave. It is like, discovering a whole new world. You're just like, Oh my gosh. Like for me, I've lived in Hawaii for so long and I only recently started surfing and I was so mad at myself. I was like, why did I wait so long? This is so much fun. But yeah, I love it. It's, it, it's amazing. Um, I also want to ask you like, um, uh, what given kind of your very, uh, your, your lifestyle of, you know, like literally living in a tree house, being very connected to nature, socially conscious, um, environmentally conscious, all that, like, what does your skincare routine look like?
1: gonna ask me this. I like, what am I gonna say? I don't do anything. Um, no, you know, I mean, for me, my skincare routine looks like getting in the ocean because I think the ocean's important for your health um, and mm-hmm. wealth and and well-being. Um I think, you know, feeling the sea breeze. I think being in fresh mountain air. I think, you know, I think it's a it's that's a toughie for me to add to rapid fire because mm-hmm. I think there's a, a a time and a place for products mm-hmm. um, for sure, you know. And, for example, I have aloe vera all over, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. garden here at Home Sweet Treehouse. But sometimes I like, can't yeah, travel with a piece of aloe vera, so yeah. Yeah. I might need to find a certain skincare product that mm-hmm. has, you know, um, a natural source of aloe vera that I like, or coconut oil. We use lots of coconut mm. oil here that we make from from our trees. So oh, wow. I, I think the answer would be I love to source from the just like when you eat source locally. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice to source local skincare products or mm-hmm. things that you know are the seaweeds or are the muds or are the mm-hmm. things from the, as as pure to the source as you can get but I do think I'm a firm believer and it's probably maybe not the best thing as I, you know, I've got surfer girl skin for sure because of years in the sun climbing Mount Everest. And, you know, at seven, mm-hmm. my parents took me through the Himalayas and who knows how much sunscreen was being applied. Oh, um, man. but That's I, so cool. I know, but I do think that, um, I like to keep it as, as natural as possible and also inspire the future generations to, to do so as well. Because as you know, you know, toxic sunscreens and toxic, Mm. makeups and lotions um, are some of not only the worst things for our planet, but for like our our own health. If they're killing Mm. the oceans and the environment, what do you think they're doing to our skins? So I'm really in awe of what you're doing. And I I think, um, you know, I hope everybody hops on board to really Dive into that because it's it's one of the most important things we're going to face in the in the future here ha, with our faces face yes. face face <laughs> yeah, face in the no
0: future. I love it. Yeah. No. And no thank you for touching on that because I think there is a large conversation to be had within the cosmetic space around being mindful of the sustainability of products and the impact that ingredients have, um, you know, either on ourselves or on on the earth. And that's something that we had talked about in our panel as well and got to kind of like deep dive into. But but no, that's 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 a great response. And, and, yeah, I, I figured with your lifestyle, it, it's not – I'll just say it, not a 15-step skincare routine. <laughs> I figured it's a Well, it's so for, funny. You know, different.
1: one example I would give is you – know, um, and I don't know if we'll get into this. And, and <laughs> I, I was the first to, to go on Naked and Afraid, and um, yes. it just made me think of this when you were talking – um, you know, I don't know if anybody's seen Hunger Games, but, you know, here I am for almost a month surviving in the wild, definitely didn't have skin care uh, routine out there. And then, you know, suddenly we're on the biggest talk shows in the world, like the Ellen's and the Oprah's and the Steve Harvey's mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things. And they're applying all these makeup and the fake eyelashes and the whole thing. And I remember just <laughs> sitting there being like, wow, is this what people, you know, I know it was a. That's an extent that's way more probably than, you know, a normal um, skincare routine. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at those shows, um, I truly think that natural beauty surpasses that amount um, of anything that you can, can you do to yourself. And mm-hmm. I would just encourage people to, uh, to think about that and to know that there's lots of ways to look at, at beauty and, um, and shine it from the inside.
0: I love that. I think that's really cool because I I do think and I won't dwell too long on this, but I was literally having a conversation with a friend, I think last night or the night before, um, uh, where he was like asking, like, do you have like a makeup artist or stuff like that? And I was talking about like how when I've done um, different like photo shoots for, say, like news Uh, magazines or stuff like that talking about like skincare how they have oftentimes supplied like a makeup artist to like full coverage makeup full concealer bronzer like even like contour all this stuff and i'm like wait but i'm talking about like skincare and like how to take care of your skin and how to like, you know, do all of that. And, and I can only imagine for you, like the contrast between naked and afraid versus like that type of environment. And I think there is a time and place for anyone who like loves makeup as a creative expression and, you know, like loves, loves to show that. But um, it's funny that you mentioned that because in a similar way, I, I remember going through, I've been through those experiences where now I'm just like, please just apply like a little bit of powder, like just to reduce the shine, maybe like a little bit of concealer. If I'm low on sleep, like let's keep it like skin focused. Let's keep it like, you know, the natural, the natural type beauty. Um, but I do want to actually ask you about, um, you know, your experience with, with naked and afraid, because I'd say like, it's one of the, the main ways that people, would you say it's one of the main ways that people kind of like recognize you and your own personal brand, or would you say it's more kind of like split?
1: Well, that's why I was like, "Oh gosh, should I should I even mention this?" Not that you know, I am I'm, I'm was honored to do it. I think it was an incredible spe- experience, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely been a while, and I feel like I've mm-hmm. I've uh, uh, I've grown, <laughs> I've yeah, grown definitely. and changed. Um, and literally, I had to put it back on like 20 pounds after that thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was a it was a wild experience. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, or coconuts, as I would say. And you know, I think that. What I learned from Naked and Afraid, and, you know, here we are, for those of you who don't know, it's like you're put for almost a month in one of the harshest environments on Earth with a man or a female, you know, man and woman, um, kind of very Adam and eve um, that you've never met, um, and you have to survive together. And it's supposed to be, you know, professional survivors. It's not... The way that it was formed to me in the beginning of it all is not a sensationalized naked thing. It's literally like Mm -hmm. what would happen if we were stripped of everything Mm -hmm. and we had to survive in the wild. And I took on the challenge and uh, my partner was not necessarily the brightest coconut on the tree, but (laughs) did our best to um, exist together. And um, I really learned that, (sighs) you know, when you're stripped of everything, human spirit um, shines shines through and you have a lot mm-hmm. more in you than you'd think. And when it became such a sensation overnight, it was like the most watched show in the history of Discovery. It was wild, like I wow. said, suddenly it was like this crazy press tour and here I am, you know, going from my treehouse all over the world. Um, but with that platform, I felt like came a responsibility because as I was surviving this show, I would see plastic wash ashore from all over the world. I'd go to try to catch a fish and I'd catch a plastic bottle. And it had labels from every country, you know, you could imagine. I'm like, well, this is interesting. This isn't, you know, an issue in the country I'm in. This is a global issue. And so mm-hmm. an, instead of, you know, well, did you guys sleep together? Um, I would use that platform and answer the yeah. questions in the sense of like, hey, have you heard about our global plastic pandemic that's happening yeah. right now? Um, and it's, it's pretty scary. I mean, we've lost, you know, 50% of our reefs in, in Mm -hmm. Hawaii since 2011. That's a whole nother discussion, you know, with Mm -hmm. the toxic sunscreens. But what I feel like is, um, Naked and Afraid kind of gave me that initial platform to really go on and, um, and make more waves of change. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. But, uh, now I'm, I'm happy to be clothed and, uh, (laughs) not so hungry
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I mean props to you for being able to not only use that opportunity to kind of like take that sensationalized format of a show because I think for for me personally and I think for most people you know that the I feel the the main draw to the show wasn't necessarily purely based out of like a survivor show but was kind of like focused on those other elements of just very extreme and it was very you know Hollywoodized I think in, in a way and and I know how press questions and interviews and things like that can go where it feels like they're just focusing on all the wrong things, the things that you don't want to talk about, the things that aren't going to make an impact. And so props to you for like trying to, you know, reroute that into more productive conversations and also props to you as well for evolving your own personal voice and brand beyond that show. Because, um, I'd say now you're recognized for like so many other things and I would I would personally say you're recognized for the sustainability and awareness and you know social issue work that you've done way more so than your appearance on on that TV show and that is you know one of the most difficult things when it comes to like the entertainment industry is trying to take yourself out of this very niche specific label and putting yourself into other spaces and you know becoming known for that and the most encouraging thing I think about what you're doing is that it's not it's not just only, it's not about personal gain. It, it is about starting these important conversations about the planet, about protecting, you know, our, our future and future generations and, and animals and plant species, which I think is the most pressing issue of our time, um, which which I talk about a lot in my videos. Um, and I want to ask you, like, what first inspired you to start caring about protecting the planet and, and raising awareness for, you know, uh, environmental sustainability?
1: Well, I would say my pretty my pretty wild parental units, as I call them. Um, I was <laughs> literally born into a high whirlwind of adventure. At about two months old, I'd say, um, my parents took me up the highest peak in southern Peru and skied me wow. down on their their front their front pack. My mom was the first woman to to summit and and ski Ausangate. and I think I turned blue going over the pass and I passed out and then down at the other side, I, I I came back too, and I was just giggling. And I think that was a great <laughs> foreshadow to, you know, just loving the unknown and mm-hmm. a life of adventure. And we literally lived out of a backpack um, in a tent. It was very intense. Can you imagine living like your entire oh. life in a six foot by six foot tent with your parents in just the most wild and exotic places on the face of the earth? But it gave mm-hmm. me an understanding and an ability to value our natural world, because if you you know don't replant a crop, you don't eat. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't protect the oceans, you don't fish. And if you don't pass on the myths and mysteries and legends, you don't have a moral base or a place to come from in order to understand how the world works, the sun and the moon and the stars. And so what I started to notice is that, you know, these these ways were brilliant and incredible. and have been around since the dawn of time, but the storytelling maybe didn't hold as much water nowadays for people to Mm -hmm. understand. You know, it's like there's a magical eel and then the serpent and then the sunrise. You're supposed to learn from all this. And so I thought, well, how can I create a film series, um, you know, take up the torch of adventure from my parents? Because my dad was a photographer for companies like National Geographic and Patagonia, Mm -hmm. and that's what fueled our our adventures. Well, how can I take up my own torch of adventure and storytelling through media and be able to educate through entertainment and tell stories just like kind of these myths and mysteries and legends, but that can reveal, you know, how to be a better global citizen, um, but through fun and through excitement and through adventure and through Indiana Jones. And so I dove in full force, literally got my pink surfboard, um, which is made out of recycled trash and my camera and, you know, got on my camel. And I uh, set off across the world, and I really wanted to focus on inspiring and educating kids. And that's kind of how Naked and Afraid and the Discovery producers found me because I had already had, um, you know, my award-winning films, and and um, it was kind of the dawn of, of social media. And what I realized, you know, after Naked and Afraid is that maybe I could use the platform to make a difference. So I went back um, to the Maldives and exposed, you know, Trash Island. And then my film was instrumental in cleaning it up. And also, you know, toxic sunscreens and how it's destroying our reefs in Hawaii, made a film about that. And now, you know, have been able to help um, ban toxic sunscreens in Hawaii. So using film and media as a way to change environmental laws or inspire, you know, a future generation of kind of explorers and world changers. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a big winded, I guess, a big winded answer uh, to your question. But, you know, I have to say, I'm just like, I'm totally, I kind of get choked up thinking about it because I literally like just got back um, from the Maldives where I first, you know, went to do Naked and Afraid. And uh, it's so crazy, Hiram. Like, you know, I'm just—I'm literally like a coconut girl that came from 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 Nada, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. living out of a backpack and being here in a treehouse. And um, after all this, I was contacted by the U.S. State Department, and I just got to go back to the Maldives, where um, I got to teach women in—you know—full like hijabs, burkas, you know, whatever, they all have different elements of that. I don't want to say it in culturally correct, but um, just to give you a visual, since I know this is podcast and I got to take them surfing, women and girls, you know, some of them had never even swam and it was amazing and to clean the beaches and just to like bring kind of this sense of um, connecting all cultures through surfing and through the Mm -hmm. ocean which I've realized, you know, is our is our greatest treasure on Earth. Without mm-hmm. water, nothing survives. So, I think you protect what you love, and um, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to fall in love with with the ocean and with the Earth. So, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't. I'm not ready to move to Mars yet. I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, <Not> same. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, not on, yeah. on the goal list. I mean, that that's so cool that you got to do that and, and I think honestly refreshing. so important because maybe some people view it as like, Oh, it's just surfing, it's just like a sport and activity. It really like and I think this goes also with other activities too, like hiking, like camping, backpacking, um, whatever it may be. Like these these activities where you are forcibly putting yourself in the middle of nature, and you know, being able to just fully experience kinesthetically everything that nature has to provide—the the sights and the smells and the and the the feeling of it—and uh, you know, let alone all the wildlife and plants, like it really helps you gain an immense and very deep appreciation and almost protective nature around, you know, uh, protecting nature. Um, that's why I firmly believe that everyone, and I'm so, it's so cool that you got to experience this because I have a firm belief that everyone needs to travel like at some point in their life. And when I say travel, like travel to environments that are culturally very different, that are completely different, you know, biomes, different nature, um, that force you to be uncomfortable, you know, traveling to really understand the world because that was the first thing I personally noticed. Like at least for myself, I grew up on a cattle ranch in the middle of Arizona. I hated Arizona and I hated the environment. So I didn't have an appreciation for appreciation for nature whatsoever. Like I didn't, you know, Really, I honestly like care too much about protecting the planet because all I knew was just this, you know, cattle ranch in this very small town. Um, my first travel experience is I was able to go to um, Fiji and Tonga in the South Pacific wow. and being there and just, you know, being able to like swim with sharks and see just the incredible ocean and coral reefs um, and simultaneously see, you know, the piles of trash everywhere, just, you know, mounds of it, uh, you know, everywhere and seeing people interact with it and seeing the trash in the ocean. It was a complete paradigm shift for me where I realized, oh my gosh, like this is serious. And it's so heartbreaking to see it firsthand where you realize, oh my, like it's destroying our planet. Like we have to, we have to protect this. And what a privilege that you were able to grow up, you know, traveling and seeing the world and connecting to nature in that way. And it's why I think, you know, things like surfing and hiking and stuff like that are so important because it really does put you in that environment and that mindset of being like, you know, we, we have to, we have to protect this and, and good on you for like really dedicating your life to that because it is like, uh, you know, sometimes it can, I'm sure feel like, you know, fighting a, a losing battle in some ways. Like it's, it's not the most, you know, positive reinforcement of, of a position to be in when we're in the world we are today. But but it's so impactful and empowering. And and that's one thing I'm curious about with your work as well, because you're primarily working within raising awareness around, you know, sustainability issues and protecting the planet. That's some heavy stuff where you are constantly aware of and up against you know whether it be giant corporations who are you know polluting the planet or you know um laws that don't you know prioritize uh protecting natural land or you know uh, parks and different things like that like do you ever feel discouraged and how do you kind of grapple with the just the the constant fight that is present to protect the planet
1: you know what's interesting is i never came at this from an activist point of view, from an environmentalist point of view. Okay. I am just a girl who grew up like I didn't know any different. We, we composted. If you threw away food, mm-hmm. you would compost it. If you um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think if you know if, if you have electricity, it comes from the sun. Like these were normal things to me on an everyday existence. So I that's why I don't feel like I've ever come at it from like a fighting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, oh, really? What are they doing? Like, what the heck? What are we doing? But I really think that it comes from, um, for me personally, I think I've witnessed how much I can do as a single person with, you know, virtually no... Um, I guess money would be the the easiest way to put it. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't have big things behind me. Um, Mm -hmm. How much change I've been able to make. And so I've thought, okay, how can I influence the individual? Um, And so, no, I mean, I haven't gone after after the big corporations, so to say, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, well, if I can have... For example, I paddled... I I believe that if you see it, you'll believe it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is really, really, ama- like, with with plastic pollution. Yeah, I can't miss it nowadays. But, like, mm-hmm. for example, there was um, uh, the L.A. River flooded with plastic after one of the first rains. Um, mm. And... I went, my friend called me and she's like, got your pink surfboard. Like, yep, I do. Um, She was (laughs) part of um, a nonprofit organization. And, you know, she alerted me to it. So I had it on over the, you know, quest for Allison. So I, I uh, paddled through it and I took some video and pictures and I posted it on my channels. And before I knew it, it had gone so viral that to my understanding, what I was informed is that it was the reason that people went and voted to ban the plastic bag in California. Um, and so, you know, things like that where it's like, how can I make a change with my own way of doing it? Um, maybe you're a lawyer and that could be your job, right? That you can Mm -hmm. help change laws. If you're a gardener, maybe you could use better, um, better gardening, um, uh, substances that won't be so harmful to the planet or perfect example. Okay. If you're Hiram, you love skincare, you can make a line that, you know, isn't going to be, um, uh, destroying our, 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 skin and our environment. So I think we can all make our individual way of change. And that's how I kind of keep my eye on the prize of the planet. So to say, is that I, I try to kind of stay in my canoe in my lane Because I know that's where I can come from. Because if I get too, like, Mm -hmm. scattered out a million places, that's when I start to get frustrated and be like, oh, you know, nothing's ever going to gonna change mm-hmm. and nothing's ever and I think it was interesting that you know you you said the word privilege um, to have this upbringing which of course I understand even though you know we're surviving off like <laughs> yeah. bars and coconuts at the time well, definitely um, difficult <laughs> I, I, it's, it, it was difficult I think it's interesting that word nowadays right because like when I travel people are like oh you just got to go to the Maldives and like I was trudging through trash island not um, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> sipping sipping pina coladas on the beach um, mm-hmm. and so I think that's an interesting word nowadays too on an interesting um, way to look at life because when I was growing up, my number one dream was to go to school and to have mm. homework. Like I thought it was mm-hmm. the most exotic, exciting thing in the world. And so I think the coconuts can always be greener in someone else's mm-hmm. life. And it's funny yeah. when people hop on my TikTok and, you know, they'll see my treehouse. And once in a while, um, I've been, you know, pretty lucky not to have. I think when you spread kindness and and aloha hopefully you get that back. But you'll get that mm-hmm. random comment that's like, "Oh, you're rich." And I'm like, "Okay, this board I sawed by hand as a 3-year-old helping Papo, you know, with no electricity, <laughs> no running water, but you can you can create out of nothing if you have that mm-hmm. passion and that drive." And um, my parents always used to to joke that I had a trust fund. You know, and I was like, mm. mom, you know, like we would always laugh about that. And I, I didn't know what it meant at the time. And they finally mm-hmm. explained it to me that, you know, you have to trust that the funds will be there.
0: Mm.
1: And that was like their big thing is, you know, a play on words with the trust fund because mm-hmm. it really is just like a trust that you can kind of live in existence Um, that you want to live and so my invisible trust fund in the sky um, is what I kind of uh, try to follow and I offer you know all my films for free all Mm -hmm. across the social channels just so people can use them in classrooms and in 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 their own homes and yeah hopefully gosh that was another long-winded answer but it's it's, it's,
0: there's, there's a lot there no, it's great. I love that you touched on that because it kind of like leads into an, another thing that I'm curious about, because I think it's so wise to just focus on your efforts and what you can do and what you can tr- can contribute rather than trying to tackle a large yep. problem, because you will always feel yep. if you're trying to tackle a bigger problem. Issue, you'll always feel inadequate, you'll always feel overwhelmed. It's horrific on the mental health. And at the end of the day, it ends up being more negative than positive. And if there's one thing I firmly believe in when it comes to conversations around making the world a better place, positive reinforcement is everything. And that's one thing I love Mm. about you as a person and your content is that it's you're focused on positive reinforcement. I, you know, I used to work as a nonprofit consultant. I worked for multiple nonprofits. And one of the things that always drove me crazy is seeing the conversations and narratives that were happening within the social issue space Mm -hmm. about like the earth is dying. These people are dying. Uh, How could you not do anything like, you know, the the, instilling guilt into people and always focusing on the negative. And there are literal, you know, clinical psychological studies that show that, negative reinforcement will always be less effective than positive reinforcement when it comes to actually making change. And in the content that you've done and in your personality and who you are as a person, it, you just radiate positivity in a way that I think inspires me and inspires other people to be like, shit, like, yeah, we can make a difference. We can do this. We can protect the planet. Like we got this. Like, and, and I think it's so encouraging to see and something that I, I, want to emulate on my channel as well which which is where you know it's all about like let's focus on the positive actions that are being made how we can do even better how we can improve and you know the the inspiration that comes from that um but you're also you know in the online space too which is who you know the internet is a lot of things uh, it's primarily a tool that people will use to either express their positive worldview or their negative worldview and and there's just there's a lot out there so how how do you try to stay as positive as possible and radiate that online
1: you know it's interesting you're asking this and um i guess i'll share something that i i haven't actually shared anywhere at all so
0: here we go thank you um (laughs) but
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, because I do believe in positivity and I don't like to create more conflict, um, on things. So I think you just positivity creates positive change. And, you know, I just did my last Ted talk on the power, you know, the most important thing to pack on any adventure is a smile. And I literally, Mm you know, I believe in it just from learning it growing up, like, you know, you got a wild cannibal running at you in the jungles of something. And I swear, if you smile and make a joke or something, it it can change the entire dynamic of where you are. And I never quite understood why as a kid that it worked, but I did it. And, you know, because my dad, we got to get the shot, right? We got to get the photograph. So it's like, smile, smile. And I was always Mm -hmm. trained in in a sense, I guess, to smile. And it's actually clinically proven that a smile is contagious and if you if you smile that your brain releases you know um, endorphins and all sorts of things that can literally boost your moods i mean i read one study that one smile is equivalent to eating 2000 chocolate bars like in your brain that seems bananas but it's a <laughs> wow. it's a uh, That's it's wild. a yeah it's a it's a it's a legit study so that was kind of wild so anyway to answer your question um, during the pandemic i really wanted to inspire youth that were obviously going through a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I launched um, my I, – oh, I was – well, I'll get to the, the, the never – but the, there, there's there's always a story and adventure to get somewhere, Hiram. So mm-hmm. um, Ripley's it. Believe It or Not uh, – Ripley, yeah, it was pretty fun. Ripley's Believe It or Not came to me to write a book, and I got to do um, Allison's Adventures – um, which is is all about my adventures growing up around the world and my current day ones and kind of like a Dora the Explorer, Indiana Jones. Oh, actually, I'm ball raw here, hey, but um, you know. it's it's a fun. <laughs> I, I know. I just I was like, oh, I was I was just read it, but it's just like a really cool um, picture book and for you know kids of all ages that can be fun with adventures from you know Hawaii to Trash Island in the Maldives. I mean, gosh, look at this trash, like. I'll get back on subject in a minute, but it's just – it's so crazy, like, the amounts of trash that are in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. It's just coconuts. It's just a mess. But anyway, back on the adventure. Um, So I was really excited to get this book out there to – you know, I'm like, okay, this pandemic's happening. There's a lot of kids homeschooling. Let's get a digital version out there. Um, Let's let's inspire – um, people to still be able to be global and to travel, even though they can't, and, and to hopefully boost their moods and and stay positive. And um, that is when someone told me, hey, you know, you should get on TikTok. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, just another, you know, here I am <laughs> you doing TED Talks and, you know, getting to speak at Parliament and the World Economic Forum. And I'm like, TikTok? Really? Um, and they were like, but, but I think, you know, you could have a lot to, to share with kids. And so I, I kind of hummed and hawed and I, I jumped on the app and um, holy taco within like a week, it was insane. I think I had like 60 million views and kids all over the world and families and people and, you know, oh my gosh, a coconut's green. Oh wow. You can make milk out of coconuts. Oh, you know, can your magical mama teach us yoga or how to breathe better or mm-hmm. what kind of remedies, you know, I have my magical, my magical mama is amazing. She's a an amazing naturalist and, and my explorer Papa, and they want to learn about solar power and the ocean. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was overwhelming and I'm like, wow, you know, I could, I have a lot, I I guess I could share that's so normal to me, but, Mm -hmm. um, inspirational to others. And then of course, with viral, with anything viral, even when you're putting out the best you can, um, you're going to get the random hates. And one day Mm -hmm. I got a message, um, that told me to go kill myself. And I was Mm. like, huh,
0: hmm
1: that's really heavy um and who knows who knows if it was real who knows but when I read it I noticed that it did something to my brain that I've never experienced before and if I as a I guess you could call me an adult <laughs> um mm-hmm. as an adult can feel My stomach drop out from under me and actually think like, oh, should I do that? Like, you know, those Mm -hmm. thoughts go through your mind of like, well, if somebody's telling me to do this, imagine what that's doing to a nine-year-old, to a 12-year-old, to, you know. And then I got a message from this little girl um, that said, you know, Allison, before I found your channel... um, I thought, you know, I thought I had nothing to live for. My parents are going through a divorce. We're in a pandemic, and I wanted to kill myself. And then I saw that, you know, there's magic, and there's um, there's aloha, and there's family, and there's there's adventures to be had. There's people I can meet, like not just my my parents are my ohana. Like my ohana can be nature, can be animals, can be everywhere. I'm paraphrasing, but um, so between those two experiences, I was like you know, wow, Uh, yes, yes and yes. I mean, social media has the impact to be able to really hurt or really Mm -hmm. help. And so, you know, which way do you go with it? And um, it threw me for quite a while and I don't know the exact answers. I'm not gonna let, you know, haters get me down but what i have Mm -hmm. to say is just like really think about what you're doing because if you were face to face with that person like Mm -hmm. would you really say it to them and also do your research i think like with tiktok especially you can see something on your for you because it goes viral but you don't actually dive into what this person's about where Mm -hmm. they came from it might just be a random video that went viral and now suddenly it's 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 become what everybody thinks about someone, and so mm-hmm. it might not even be true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Usually, it isn't. So you know, do your um, do your research, and uh, just really try to be kind. And that's why I think you know, aloha is um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what I try to lead with, and what I've learned growing up here. You know, from my uncles yeah. and aunties, and um, and yeah, and I hope that I can be here as a real life, you know, Indiana Jones or Dora the Explorer, I don't have all the answers and sometimes I get pretty down too, but mm-hmm. I hope I can be, um, an inspiration and a voice if you are feeling down and kind of, we can, we can work on it together. So yes, although I'm pretty always peppy, just know that behind the scenes, there's always, um, a real human. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you definitely, I mean, you, you don't even have to say, I hope you definitely, have inspired so many people and that I got goosebumps when you were talking about that because I, kn- about what the girl messaged you, because I, literally have seen exactly the same thing. Like I've, I've always believed that like when you get your first message online of someone telling you to kill yourself, that's when you know you're really making an impact because you are emotionally like you're
1: yeah that's creating a really said. intense
0: yeah. emotional impact on someone. And for every negative, there's always yeah. a positive too. And uh, it, what, you know, I, you said it so beautifully because that's exactly true. Like I, uh, you know, the amount of messages I've been able to see of people who you know, it it could just be as simple as they're in a really dark moment and they were able to watch my videos, you know, to get them through or whatever it may be like it can have such a positive impact. And and, you know, that's the incredible thing I think about you know the content you create, hopefully the content I'm able to to create is that it does radiate that positivity that I think people were really looking for, specifically within the pandemic, but what people are just looking for in general and and you're absolutely right when it comes to, you know, the impact that words can have and specifically on TikTok, man. Like as much as I love TikTok and the ways that it's been able to open up my worldview so much. People can be harsh. Wow, it's it's just it's it's an intense platform, and and yeah, yeah, to to everyone, it's like be be conscious of the words that you're saying. Be be very mindful and cognitive about what you are putting out there because it's not just, it's, it's not just a private conversation. It's not something that's just, you know, a reflection of what you personally believe it can literally be the, it can define someone else, whether or not it's, it's true or false and it it can be really impactful. But that's why I've always believed that social media is a tool. You know, it's like, it's neither good nor bad. It's simply a manifestation of, you know a person's worldview and that's why i think it is important to just really focus on the positive like like what you've been doing even though you said like you're a real human and of course we as real people like you know there's there's nuance there's there's good there's bad there's all that kind of stuff but putting positivity out there um it is so important because it does help to replicate that and and create more of those waves of change as you like to say um, within within the people you are watching and so so th- thank you for sharing that because I think that's really beautiful and and people definitely need to be aware of it um, I recently saw one of your TikToks went super viral um, where you were giving a tour of your tree house um, and it, it went like so viral. Um, I, I was blown away by it, but I mean I was personally watching it cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so interested in seeing like what you, what your house is like. Cause you've told me about your treehouse, and, and I think it's amazing. Like um, you know, what is the response that you've seen from that? And then like, f- I'm more interested in like, what is it like living in a tree house? Like living truly like in, that deep of a connection to the land. Like, tell me about it.
1: Yeah, that was wild. I, uh, you know, that is, that is, that's like you said, it's such a double edged mm-hmm. um, sea urchin, right? In the sense that you can make waves of change with social media. You can get environmental laws changed, or you can also really mm-hmm. mess up someone's existence. And, and so just think before you do it. Um, and also what I'd suggest, what I, what somebody said to me and it really made an impact is like, if you get, a thousand comments or, you know, 10 comments that are great and one that's bad, Yes. don't focus on the negative because that's just, that's not the majority. So, and that's the way mm-hmm. your brain does life as well. It's always going to focus. If there's a million things that are going right, it picks out that mm-hmm. kind of one thing that's going wrong. So, so try not, yes, <laughs> try not to do that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm excited, um, that, that, uh, people have, you know, been inspired by the way that we live here it was crazy. Yeah, I posted something last week. I think it got like eight million views. I was getting contacted by press so from all cool. over the world, and um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty wild. But you know what it comes down to is um, we worked really, 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 really hard to build something so you can feel mm-hmm. like you're living at one with nature. And um, on my TikTok, it's <laughs> home sweet treehouse. But to my parents, it's you know it's our it's our livelihood and everything. It's a beautiful retreat center. Um, here on the beach, and uh, believe it's the only oceanfront really? retreat center wow. um, in the state. I think I could be wrong on that, but that's what I was told. Um, and and you know, um, I'm actually going to offer. I wasn't even thinking of plugging this, but it just reminded me. Um, in April, I'm going to offer an opportunity for people to come and venture with me and stay at Home Sweet Treehouse because that's what we we do. We have. Um, bungalows and Mm -hmm. and such around the property for it's kind of like getting to go and you know be in Bali be in real Hawaii and we adventure to the volcanoes and through the valleys and learn to surf and get to meet my animal (laughs) friends and eat incredible food uh, made by Magical Mama so um, if you guys want to check that out I think it's in the link in my bio you you can apply but it's the the reason I'm talking about that it's because I really love to share In person, in addition to just the social media, like, look, 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 here we go, Um, in person to really make a change in people's consciousness right because if we don't have yep. a global shift in consciousness nothing can really happen so if you're able to come here and realize that like it is fun to stay within nature and no you're not going to be killed by some random critter or you know it's it's, it's actually um, I think it's quite luxurious uh, but you know we built it from literally the ground up with handsaws we were hauling buckets of water from a spring on the hill until my papa raised a grant and brought water and solar power to the entire wow. community here uh, one of the last, you know, real fish, fishing villages um, in the world, if, if not Hawaii. I think there's only like one or two left. Um, so he's become kind of the the, the the elder here of the community and really valued. And, you know, I respect the community mm-hmm. space here. I never show the mm-hmm. location. I never show anything else because I believe um, Hawaii in itself is a place to be revered yep. and respected. And even though I'm from here, I still know that I need to honor and walk lightly um, on you know, those, the, the, the places and the people that have, mm-hmm. have come before me. Um, and I do my best. I'm not, you know, always as perfect. I learn as I go because, um, to me, this is just my home and where I grew up and, and where I'm from. Uh, but it's really special to be able to have incorporated into such um, an ancient and sacred place. Um, and my parents are literally <laughs> ones you should be interviewing. They are totally unbelievable humans and you know I feel like they're I call them my big kids because they're in their 70s and they're still running around and my dad's like halfway up a coconut tree all the time and you know they really instilled in me a sense that you know nature is what uh, what keeps us alive and that's what we need to to give back to it I mean 50% of our Mm -hmm. oxygen comes from that ocean right out there that I'm I'm looking at so even if you live inland somewhere and you think oh why does plastic matter to me or why does any of this matter to anyone um, if you like living um, it's not about what race we are what politics we are it's about the fact that if we don't have a planet none of us yeah. will be here um, and you know I think you're making such incredible impact with what you're doing I know when I left VidCon um, I got back to to where I was staying and my friend, this little 15, I think she's 15-year-old. How old are you now, Leilani? Um, She literally lost her coconuts over the fact that (laughs) I got to meet you. And she said he changed my life and he's inspired me so much. So, um, yeah, so Leilani, I'm really stoked that... That uh, I get to to talk <laughs> to your hero here. So <laughs> well, that, thank you, Leilani, really for for, for watching. And I mean, and, yeah, um, thank you yeah. for like
0: everything that you've been doing because, like, you know, I have so much respect for people who are really, you know, like using their time and energy, you know, and committing it towards towards you know bigger purposes, bigger issues, and and all that. And I know, like, you talked about how you are, you know, focused on your lane and focused on, you know, like sharing your story. But I think there's such there's such power in that. And even what you were just talking about with, you know, like respecting land, respecting Hawaii, like, I really appreciate that, too. Because, you know, I completely agree with you. And I've talked about this on my channel, too, where I'm like, it is uh, such a, a privilege to be able to be in Hawaii in this sacred, you know, land where there's so much history and just so much beautiful culture and giving spirit. And, um, you know, we have a, I feel like we, as, you know, people who live here have a responsibility to take action to ensure that we're protecting, you know, where we are, to protect Hawaii, to protect nature. And I feel like that goes for Anywhere, like no matter where you're located. Um, but I, I think I've been able to firsthand really see the importance, especially with, you know, the conversation around coral reefs and, and, you know, um, nature and all of that of how important it is that we use our energy to pr- protect you know, this place that we're able to live. And it's, it's really cool seeing how you've been able to do that, not only from just like a content and awareness perspective, but how you're actually integrating it into your day-to-day life and, uh, you know, providing, you know, power to the community that you're, you're living in and, you know, focusing on, on, you know, cultivating the land, all these different things. Like, I think it's really, really cool. And I'm so grateful to be able to like, have you in my life. And it was so cool to be able to connect, connect at VidCon and, you know, there's just some people you meet where you feel like this underlying connection of like, yes, we're on the same wavelength we want to make waves of change. Like, and and I definitely felt that with you. And so I'm so, I'm so honored to be able to have you on the podcast. And I really, at some point would love to come visit you and see the, you know, environment that you're in and go surfing with you or something like that in the future. Or if you ever come to Honolulu, uh, beats do the same for you. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Or get me in a yes. skincare routine. <laughs> you gotta help a girl yes. out.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: Oh, yay! Well, yeah, no, super duper honored. I'll keep a, I'll keep a hammock over here uh, yeah. open for you. And um, we always, we always are, we're ready. So I'll have coconuts ready, and I got a lot of pink surfboards. So let's have a board meeting and see what else we can do to, to protect this, this Absolutely. pretty cool planet and. Um, I'm excited to see what's next in this wild world. Keep keep spreading the aloha, yeah, everyone. Definitely. Keep
0: doing what you're doing. And where can and, people follow yeah. you on social yep. media?
1: Oh goodness, um, Allison's Adventures. One L A L I S O N S. Like my website actually has all my films plugged in there. I think they're on YouTube as well. But just so everything's free, I want kids and families all over the world to be able to experience them so I have documentaries from five minutes to 40 minutes um all across the globe and then you know of course the instagrams and I really just have been loving Mm -hmm. tiktok lately and um yeah there's some exciting stuff coming up so check it out and I also just posted there like my adventure with the girls Mm -hmm. in the Maldives and um there's lots of fun to fun to dive into so thank you so much for giving me a voice to give the planet a of voice. Course, of
0: course, of course. Yeah, it. no. Uh, everyone, go watch her documentaries. Go watch her TED Talks as well. They're really, really insightful. If you're a TED Talk addict like me, and make sure you go follow her. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Just a Position YouTube channel. And we're posting the videos where you can see all of it in case you enjoy videos as opposed to just audio alone. And this has been a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio. New episodes out every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for watching, and